In our session today, we are going to focus on the sufficiency of God's grace. The sufficiency of God's grace. Only the grace of God disentangles the cause of pride that holds the heart of the natural man captive, profanes it, and prevents it from seeking after God. Grace pulls us out of the dark and filthy pit that imprisons our souls and gives us a new heart and a new mind that accept and understand the things of the Spirit. In other words, it's by God's grace alone that we are emptied of our moral corruption, freed from the bondage of sin and the stink of death, and filled with love for Christ. God's grace is foundational to our spiritual birth and life. It's the foundation of our ability to love God and to love one another. It's by grace alone that we are delivered from the yoke of corruption and adopted into the family of Christ. It's by God's grace alone that we can live a fulfilled life. Grace is sufficient for our reconciliation with our Heavenly Father and for the fulfillment of the life He has prepared for us in Christ Jesus. The works of man cannot cover Him. It doesn't matter how hard He labors, He remains naked before the Holy God, alienated from His glory. Only Christ, the Lord and Savior, in whom grace is found, can cover the nakedness of those who humble themselves, count their works as refuse, cast themselves on the tender mercies, and seek the righteousness of the perfect Lamb of God. It's Christ who takes away the sins of every repentant sinner who trusts in Him and confesses Him as Lord and Savior. The prideful and self-righteous, those who start off for themselves earthly treasures, anyone who seeks the glory of man or that in which the Lord does not delight, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. For thus says the Lord in Isaiah 66 verse 2, On this one would I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. John 14 verse 23 declares the Lord, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The Spirit of the Lord seeks a residence in any broken and repentant sinner who recognizes his need of Christ and the sufficiency of Christ's work on behalf of sinners. It's by no means necessary for man to add works to God's grace in order to make the redemptive work of Christ effective. In vain is salvation hoped for from works. 
nothing we do on our own can result in our justification and reconciliation with the triune God. For in the Lord our God alone is the salvation of sinners. God's grace is sufficient to establish fellowship with Him. The redemptive work of Christ is complete. Neither our works nor our merits are necessary for our justification before God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 So everything that pertains to our life in union with God is absolutely outside the realm of human power, will, and authority. It is exclusively the result of God's grace, mercy, and love. We contribute nothing to our redemption. We simply benefit from the work of Christ. Furthermore, we are all sustained daily exclusively by God's grace. It empowers us in the midst of hardship, suffering, persecution, illness, failures, and distress. We are all degraded by the grace of our Lord. In other words, no one else but God sustains us in every circumstance. We need not and cannot add anything to change our condition. In our weaknesses, the Lord strengthens us. His power is made perfect whenever we are weak. He also prepares us for good works by giving us varied gifts. Our good works are the result of God's grace. Because the Spirit of grace will dwell in us believers, controls us and restrains us so that we do not seek after the desires of the flesh, but rather seek to conform to the will of our God. Therefore, when we boast, we boast in the Lord. For it's He who works in us, it's the Spirit of grace who equips us for all good works. And so Paul gives glory to God for God's work in his life when he writes in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. The sufficiency of God's grace is a guarantee of his uninterrupted care and preservation of his creation. In other words, God's provision for us does not depend on what we do. If the law were to consider our deeds in this matter, no one will receive a thing from him because we all fall short of his glory.
we will be consumed by his righteous wrath because of our depravity. Our works do not and cannot guarantee the blessings we receive from the Lord our God, for all our works are filthy rags in his sight. But he always provides for us because he is inherently gracious. Hence, his provision for fallen creatures like us is simply the manifestation of his divine character. The Lord gives us so graciously that he enables us to seek him through prayer. And so the Apostle John writes in 1 John 5, verse 14 to 15. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. For the Lord never fails to answer the prayers of his children. As Psalms 34 verse 10 says, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack nothing good. To affirm God's unfailing and sufficient grace, the Lord Jesus declares in Matthew 7 verse 11, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will, the, will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The sufficiency, as well as the indispensability of God's grace, is an undeniable truth. For nothing can replace or complete the grace of God for us. And no one can possibly live without the grace of our God. Whether we honor the Lord our God or not, we all need and thus receive grace from Him. We are all sustained by the grace of our Lord. And our attitude toward this precious gift can either bring us closer to God or further our enmity with Him. Therefore, we should ask ourselves this question. How are we to respond to God's grace? We are going to answer this question in our next session. Stay tuned.